At the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Welcome to season two of the Yes Pile podcast. This is the show dedicated to helping you grow, stretch, and prepare to land where else in the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm an expert in career growth and goal setting, having coached hundreds of people across my career in corporate America and now as a professional career coach. My goal for the show in season two is to share stories of amazing people in inspiring professions, to learn all about how they got to where they are today and the things they learned along the way, and to teach you that the path to what you think success looks like isn't always a straight line, and that's more than okay. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yes Pile podcast. I'm super excited. I'm sitting in my studio this morning, me and my studio puppy, Axel, who you might hear playing in the background. And I'm actually this week reflecting on a conversation I had with a friend of mine and someone I'm a huge fan of. We chatted uh, at the end of last year, actually, and I have the conversation for you today. But it's one I've been saving because I just feel it's so special. And I thought this is a great week to introduce this guest to you. So my guest today on the podcast is an incredible artist and maker, a creative visionary, and honestly, one of the kindest humans I have ever had the pleasure of working with. My friend, Jesse Hernandez, is joining us on the podcast today. You might know him as Urban Aztec. Jesse was born and raised in San Francisco. He's a visual artist, most widely known and recognized for his street art murals. But he also has an insane collection of vinyl toys and some really diverse and beautiful illustration work. Urban Aztec refers to his style of art, which is a combination of graffiti and ancient indigenous culture. And Jesse's artwork is adored by his more than 45,000 Instagram followers. You can follow him at Urban Aztec. But he's also been featured by Marvel, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, WWE, Gears of War 4, the San Jose Sharks, the Oakland Athletics, Xbox, PlayStation, Sideshow Collectibles, Rockstar Energy Drink, Rolling Stone, Fandango, Juxtapose, Run the Jewels, Oakland Museum, and the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. Just to name a few, you guys. Jesse has also shown his art in galleries and museums around the world. And he's painted murals in Oakland, San Fran, LA, Mexico City, and Amsterdam. In other words, Jesse is one epic creative spirit, and I am so happy to welcome him to the podcast and share our conversation with you today. Hello. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? All right. You hear me all right? I can hear you great. Let's dive in. I would love it. Tell us a little bit about you and your story and your journey. Like, How did you get started as an artist? Man, so um, 
I guess art's always been a, a part of what I've been doing since I was a kid. Um, whether or not you realized it or, or you know, accepted that fact until uh, like after high school's kind of when I was like, you know, uh, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> like, well, I guess I've always been drawing and stuff like that. It's time to follow this here. And um, but yeah, so I've been uh, I've always been hopping around in mediums and things like that too, where I, I get kind of, um, I, I don't want to get stuck in one thing because I get like, I always want to keep uh, experimenting and trying different stuff. And, um, but so like the, I think the message has always kind of been the same though in, in you know, trying to, uh, you know, represent uh, for my own heritage as a Mexican American, Native American, trying to make sure that that's strongly uh, apparent in all the work that I'm doing, you know, since even way back, I think when, when I was, um, you know, painting, drawing, things like that, you know, as a youngster, it was, it was always there. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of keeping it going with that. Um, I mean, uh, I love doing uh, murals and things where it's really powerful on the street versus at the same time, illustration, things like that. Um, I've worked in um, animation. I did a cartoon called the nut shack way back when with the, uh, the Filipino channel. Um, I've worked at uh, video game companies. I've worked at Zynga for a while. Um, uh, believe it or not, I worked on Farmville, um, <laughs> years, <fun> back. <laughs> had the number one selling, uh, thing ever with them, but you know, I don't really claim it that much. That's just a fun fact for you guys. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, I do, um, you know, marketing artwork for a lot of other games and things like that. Um, I got into the, the vinyl toy space back, um, I want to say like 2003, 2004. And, um, you know, I, I saw the what people were doing, you know, combining, uh, you know, toys with, with graffiti. And I was like, Oh, that's my jam right here. You know, let's go. And, and um, so I started collecting all that stuff. And then from there, it was like, well, how do you get involved in this more than uh, collecting? So we started just painting over stuff. Cause at the time they didn't make blank ones. So if right. you were going to make one, you had to sacrifice was something that you paid for to make your own. Um, and then eventually just trying to figure out how do you uh, parlay that into making your own figures, your own sculptures, things like that. And um, so that was always like a, a trippy thing to figure out. Um, and I think with, with everything, with all different mediums and, and stuff like that too, um, people, um, it, it's tough to prove who you are, right? Like at, until you've done it, right? So like, as soon as you've done it, you know, once and shown it to people, um, they, uh, then they will be willing to bank on you. Like they're not really willing to bank on an unproven thing. So I, I, like, we learned that quick back in the day, uh, where like, when you're trying to prove people and, and show stuff where even though you know it, you know, to yourself until you actually have examples, it's hard to prove to other people. Um, I don't know if I spun off on that question or, or what I was now, doing. That was great. <laughs> it, it actually makes me think of some of the other things I wanted to ask you. So like, I love that you said, I've always been drawing. I've always been creating even since I was a little kid. So then when I felt like the worldly pressure to be like, okay, I have to do something for a career. Like, yeah. was there a moment that you made something and you went like, oh, wait, I can actually do this. Like, this can be my career. This can be my work. Like, was there a pivotal moment where that solidified in your mind that you had what it took to pursue this as a career? Man, um, I, I think there's been a lot of those. Um, I remember doing a drawing in uh, 2002 um, and it was, uh, I called it, it was the Prophets of Freedom. This was actually a tattoo design for myself. But when I did that, I remember thinking, I'll never do anything better than this. This is like the dopest thing I've ever done. This is crazy, you know, like, and still to this day, I think it all holds up. 
Um, but um, I remember that was one of the moments where I was like, dude, that's pretty sick. You know, like um, this is, I didn't know I could do that. You know, <laughs> like if you actually put the time and effort in more than, you know, um, it's, you know, everyone wants results like immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we're always like, dude, like this needs to happen. And um, you know, I found that just with, with patience and trusting the process, things will always you know, um, they'll end up where you expect them to get just with the time, you know, once you, once you put that in, um, what is so your process? Like, what is, how do you, I love what you're saying, right? You got to do the work yeah. to get the results you want. And I think that applies to anything. Yeah. What's your process as a creative? Like, how do you push yourself to get better, sharper, like to get the work where you need it to be? So I think, you know, we're always, you know, your eyes always improving. You're always learning. You know, there's always different things, you know, and, and you're always, you know, I'm inspired by a lot of other artists as well. And so I see, you know, like, oh, what are they doing? You know, what's going on over here? And so you're always kind of trying to, you know, see uh, what's popping off. And then, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, friends of mine that are always, you know, excelling. And I think we all push each other, you know, like, to mm -hmm. be like, man, you know, that's that dude's uh, really like going hard. And how do you get, you know. You know, something like that pop. I'm like, oh, like I, I just painted this, you know, you know, whatever 30 foot, you know, high wall. And I'm like, oh, my friend's doing like eight stories. Jesus Christ, bro. Take it easy. You know, and uh, so everyone's, you know, I, I feel like it's just kind of like, you know, a um, what's it like, like a healthy uh, competition, something yeah. like not, not necessarily competition, but it's it's inspiration. You know, like you're yeah. kind of always trying to elevate your game. Um, and I think, yeah, that's always part of it. You're just always every piece that I, that I do, I'm always trying to improve if I can, you know, trying to make, make it better, like do something that you know, like, uh, I, I try not to always, um, do the same thing. Like I get bored doing the same thing. Like I always yeah. try to push, you know, to something better. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's probably part of it, you know, like always, you know, and, and also whatever you, you put your name on, I feel like you have to make sure that you give it your all, you know, because then, you don't want people to to be like, man, that dude really, you know, uh, mailed it in on this one. You know, <laughs> like, what's that about? You know, so I think always just making sure that you keep your your reputation 100 is, you know, the the best way to be. You know, yeah. make stuff that you see 30 years from now and you're like, damn, that shit was dope. Then it's still dope. That's what I'm talking about. You know, and, you it's know, funny that you say that. We talk about that a lot internally. We're like, if you're not geeked to make this work don't show it to the client. Like if you're not authentically over the moon about it, ditch it. Yeah. Um, not the one yet. Yeah. So I'm super curious. One of the things I've always really admired about you is I feel like your visual voice is so authentic and so unique. I, I have not seen a lot of other artists that have work like yours. And I mean that with the deepest of compliments. Like I think your stuff is amazing. Talk to me a little bit about how urban Aztec was developed. Like, how did you find this visual identity for yourself? And, and how has it maybe been refined or reinvented over time? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for a long time, you know, you're, you're still trying to find your, your voice and stuff without even, for me, it, it kind of happened without even really intending specifically you know you just kept doing what you were doing until eventually you realized oh that's kind of like you you developed your style without meaning like you know uh intentionally like all right these are the colors i i tend to choose all the time and it became kind of a signature color choice um uh, the way you draw things um you know i think um the uh like not only the the i think the core subject matter is a big part of it right so mm -hmm. like say with each of the uh the vinyl pieces um, it's representing a, um, a, a different um, 
uh, God or something like that. Right. And so then, but they're always based on, um, you know, what I've seen, uh, like, uh, sculpturally or so say like um the the miglan which is based on the the aztec god um miglan Tecutli, the aztec god of the dead so when i started um to work on that design there was not a lot that i could find um and so i would base it on different images that i had seen or or uh, sculptures i had seen at a museum and then kind of um you know trying to represent how would that look now Right. And, you know, like putting your own kind of flavor on it, it which is, you know, somewhat more uh, cartoon um, style to it. Like it's more, uh, you know, tweaked out with, um, you know, the the way the lines and everything that, that I would do, um, keeping the flow. But then I think at the same time, I'm super inspired by all those pieces that are, you know, uh, immortal. Like if you were to see. Um, I don't know how many of you guys have, have been to say like Mexico City or whatever, just seen different like Aztec Mayan um, carvings, but like they've made art on every side of it. Like like the front is sick, the back is sick, the top is sick, the bottom is sculpted often, which you would never even see, but they honored every direction you want to, you know, to make sure that uh, they, you know, represented to the fullest in, in all directions, mm -hmm. you know, and, and honored uh, the gods like that. And, um, but so I always tripped on that because I seen a, a sculpture one time where they actually had it elevated so you could see the sculpt underneath that just faced the earth, um, which I was like, dude, that's crazy. Like, you know, who, who would do that? And so that's like with my pieces, I wanted to make sure that like, no matter what angle you saw it from, it always looked sick, you know, um, where I think a lot of people just mail in the backside cause you're not going to turn it, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and you know, eventually I learned, okay, leave a space at least for signing things. Right. Like, you know, cause no, I do so much stuff. There's like not, not even a space to sign it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so like as far as the name urban Aztec, um, I think another friend is actually the one that described me as that. They're like, yeah, Jesse style is like, uh, it's like urban Aztec, you know, it's like, you know, graffiti and Aztec, you know, smacked together. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so it's, it, it wasn't my name that I originated. It just came from people looking at my style. I um, love that. And just as a description that became it. I love it. Was it, we, so Hispanic Heritage Month internally, we've been talking a lot about storytelling and expression um, and the impact on American culture across all facets. I'm curious, like, was it ever a question for you about, yes, I want to honor part of my heritage through this work. Was that ever a question or a decision? Or was that just always your inspiration? Like, was that just something that came naturally to you that you didn't think? Like, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I feel like um, it's it's a pretty natural thing, you know, for me with everything um, that it's the oftentimes the reason that the people picked me to do that sort of work was because that's what I was already known for doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're like, Oh, that just makes perfect sense. You know, if we get him to do this, uh, this design, um, say like for, uh, like the Oakland A's or, or the San Jose sharks or something like that. Right. Um, and, um, it's, it, but it is always a trip too, like trying to, uh, honor whatever, um, or keep the essence of the brand, right? Like yeah. you're, you're trying to apply your style and, um, and envision into it. But I think, yeah, that's always, it's a, it's a fun challenge to me to try to like, how do you take this and apply yourself to it and make it, you know, sicker tenfold by just doing that. Um, and, and I think also, uh, 
uh, as far as uh, quality control, stuff like that, I try to make stuff that I'm like, dude, someone would tattoo this. Like, that's kind of <laughs> like, the, all right. As long as you, you're like, yeah, I'd get that tattooed. Then, all right. Yeah, we're good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned the Oakland A's and you have had so many partnerships. I'm curious, like, how do you vet a partnership that actually feels authentic to you, right? Like you can be yourself and lend value while still adding value to the brand. Like what's your lens for deciding yes or no on like a branded partnership? Got you. Um, well, in, in general, most of the time I'm approached by people that, that I would be down with. Um, I, I can't think of any offhand that I'm like, no, dude, you're just a terrible fit. Um, uh, ironically, it's, it's pretty funny how, um, let's say, uh, I, I like a particular brand. Uh, I'll always get a, approached by their competitor. I think it's a funny thing and where it, it keeps you humble all the time too, to not be talking trash or anything. Cause yep. you're going to end up eating those words. If you keep talking shit on people, you know, yep. uh, which I mean, I, I'm, I'll, I'll make fun of you, but I'm not like, you know, normally I got mad love for everybody. Um, so, but it's super funny how that's happened. Like um, one time in, in, how did this even come about? Let's say uh, this is totally, this isn't even specific to brands like that, but I was, um, I was clowning on T-Pain, right? Like, so this is back when I used to work at a, at a, a mixed TV and for whatever reason, you know, we were all, you know, you know, clowning on people, whatever. It's what we did. We were making a cartoon trying to be funny and shit. And, um, but so, you know, I, I clowned on him and then we ended up hosting a concert for him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up being the dude that was hosting it. And, um, and then, uh, another time it, it came about where, um, he, uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when T-Pain and Kesha were at the strip club and like, it came out, you know, on all the different, you know, uh, Botox stuff and whatever. He was wearing my shirt when that happened, <laughs> which is like ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing, too, with the whole art thing. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, like it's just out there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, anything could just happen at any moment. You have no idea since, you know, social media and whatever, like, you know, in anything you've done anytime could just pop up, which is always, you know, super cool. And you never know when it's going to happen. You know, it's just, you know, super random. Um, but is yeah. there a brand you've worked with or it doesn't even have to be a brand. It could be like an organization. Is there anybody you've worked with that you felt like? this is how it's supposed to be. Like, this is the great marriage of like my creative vision and honoring their brand. Like, is there one that stands out in your mind? Oh man, there's, there's been a lot, but yeah, in general, it's just, um, when they just want you to do you and don't push back all the time, you know, like there's, you know, certain companies that, and it's funny too, cause you'll get it differently depending what you're working on. Yeah. Um, so say like, um, uh, I've done a few different pieces with Marvel uh, sculpturally, right? Through um, Sideshow Collectibles. I got the, you know, the Wolverine and a couple other pieces, stuff like that. And with those, the the design is already set and they really didn't push back on it. Whereas I've done, uh, I did t-shirt designs for uh, Hot Topic, which were also for Marvel, but they pushed back on everything for the shirt. It was ridiculous. I'm like, yo, what's going on, dude? Like, this is taking way too much time. And whereas the other one was just okay off bat. Um, it's the same style. This is why you even came to me. So but yeah, it's just, it's funny to see how the relationships aren't always the same, uh, depending, you know, who you're dealing with. Um, I think uh, Xbox and uh, Gears of War was awesome to work with. Um, the, the Sharks were amazing to work with. Um, we're like, it also helps when people don't have a lot of time 
<laughs> then they're like, hey, can you do this by next week? And I'm like, I can, but you can't say no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can I just tell you not to make this about us? We live that world too. Because our clients need their biggest problem solved yesterday. And we're oh, like, how oh. much money you got? And you can't change anything. So like, we totally get it. We yeah. totally get it. And that's, that's why I wanted to ask you that question about like your filter for the brands is, you know, we are artists and creators ourselves in a different way, but we're also looking for partners like you. And we're constantly like, how do we get talent like you to want to work with our brands and brands want to collaborate? I say yes to everything, Tessa. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Right. But I do love what you're saying about pick the right people from the back, pick the match that has the same values and visual vision. And then it won't be so difficult. People right. are it, it, like like uh, like casting for a movie or something, right? Yeah. Like you pick the person that, that you think fits that you know exactly already. Yeah. Um, and then it, there's no guesswork; it's already set. You know. Yeah. I want to pivot a little bit if you'll entertain me here. I love hearing. I love talking about creative expression, and that means so many things, right? Like you have lots of different mediums. You've done tons of different shit. I'm curious to ask you. For those of us that aren't makers, like I don't paint, I don't draw outside of uh, sidewalk chalk with my kid, but I'm a creative human just by nature. For those of us that don't have a specific medium, like how do you think I could work to harness my own creativity? How could I push myself to kind of like feed that? Because I believe, I don't know if you think so, but I believe that like everybody has inner creativity and maybe they haven't found the outlet yet or maybe they just express it in a non-traditional way so how could someone like me you know do that work and find that and kind of refine and define their own voice i i think 100 that, that everyone can do that um it's just a matter of what do you put time on you know like if it's something that, that i think you know we could do pretty much anything we set our minds to if we decide to put in the work and practice, you know, and, and just, you know, I would say if, if you haven't found what it is, maybe you have, and you don't even realize it, you know, like maybe it's something that you, you, you know, kind of always just do for fun that you didn't, you know, think that much about it. Maybe you already do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be anything. I mean, honestly, I still feel like I should do music, but I, I went this way. I don't know. <laughs> hey man, uh, life's too short to not try every pivot that you want. Right? Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to ask you that. Was there something, and maybe it is music, but is there something creatively that you're like chomping at the bit to do and you haven't done it yet? Oh man. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I guess, you know, music always feels like like something I, I would love to do um, still. Uh, but yeah, that's fully like pivoting away from what we're talking about, I guess. Yeah. Sort of, <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's uh, uh, murals are always kind of an obsession for me. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, you it, it's kind of the realist um, thing where you're just out there, you know, so any interaction, people walking up, you know, whatever someone has to say like anything you can't control your environment and it's just kind of out there for everyone which is you know always a lot of fun to me um and uh yeah it's another one where it's kind of like you know do you get along well with everyone because if you don't you're gonna have a hard time on the street you know know? um what's your dream project if you could paint anything like anything what would you want to do oh man that's tough i was trying to come up with an answer for something like that and i don't have it yet um 
let's I just keep going uh, bigger, I guess. So whatever the next level would be. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's okay that's okay it just means that you haven't found it yet it's still uh, yeah I haven't, I haven't set that goal yet but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there yeah. do you set goals are you a goal setting type of person or yeah you, you know um i i kind of always like you know I, I can't control everything but at least you know stuff that um that i'm trying to get done you know like the i think you know having dreams in in like shooting for them is always really important you know and, and without even realizing it you know, as long as you set that goal, you will eventually attain it. You might not even remember you had the goal. You know, maybe it took 20 years. And, you know, like, say, uh, when I started out, I wanted to be a comic book artist, right? Which I, I quickly realized, hey, dude, I'm more of a cover artist than an interior sequential art guy. Um, I'm like, I could do, like, one really sick image versus, like, 20, you know, sort of okay you know <laughs> and um but then i ended up doing a, a a cover for a comic book a little while back and then um getting to do like a, a wolverine which is like my favorite character um is ridiculous you know like in in like, how did this even happen and it came you know totally sideways through um i originally did that character for a, a rock poster and then that design i submitted um to another company trying to get it going the first few i sent it to said no by the way um and then eventually led to working with uh sideshow collectibles and unruly um because literally the first few were like dude I, we don't want to deal with licensing we don't want to do any of that and you know i mean i was like damn all right well i was hoping you would in in a lot of times things don't line up because they're meant to go another direction so even i'd say don't you know don't take uh, you know, people saying no or bumps in the road as, you know, final answers either. Like, it's all kind of like lining you up where you're supposed to be when you don't even realize it sometimes, you know, kind of like let the universe guide you, man. Like, don't, um, you know, it, it's not always what it seems. Yeah, know? I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I have a question for you that's like a little warm and fuzzy on the inside, but I know you can hang with that. Okay. If you could somehow go back and give little Jesse, the kid just starting out, maybe drawing in his notebook while the teacher's trying to teach a lesson. If you could give that Jesse one piece of advice with all the experience you have now, what would that be? Um, I'd say, bro, keep hustling and trust the process. Like, um, and don't worry about getting in trouble today for drawing and not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, you're supposed to be taking notes. I'm just drawing, you know, pictures and whatever. And like, oh, yeah, that was uh, okay. I, I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I always, I'm so curious, right? Like, your life has taken so many twists and turns. You could have never predicted, you know? Yeah. And it's like the fact that you really leaned into your creative spirit and it got you to where you are now. It's it's a great, great story. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, um, you know, all your life, people are telling you that you can't do that, right? Like, you can't make it as an artist. You'll never make it as an artist. You know, all this sort of thing. Like, that's not a career. Um, and uh, agreed, it's a tough one, for sure. You know, like, it's uh, like with my own children. I'm like, hey, if you want to do that, I back you fully. But you have to really want it because you have to have the drive and the obsession to make it work. Because I think, like, I can't turn it off, really. Like, it's something that I'm, like, always thinking about, like, like 24 seven when I, when I go to sleep, when I wake up, you know, whatever, when I'm dreaming, it's, you know, like art's always part of it. Like you're always, you know, thinking of different things. Like, what can you do to, to change that? Like what, like, you know, just come up with like all these ideas. Like if I could make 
every idea I've ever had, it would be insane. Like I've done, I don't know, 5% of the ideas, you know, and, um, and then you get annoyed when you see someone come out with it years later. Like, oh shit, I had that idea like, <laughs> 20 years ago. And, um, you know, like, but whatever, you know, um, yeah, I think it's just like, if it's really a part of you, you can't even turn it off. Yeah. You know? Um, so I love that. Someone dropped in the chat. They were curious to know what you thought about NFTs. NFTs. Oh man. I've been, uh, I've been watching it the whole time trying to figure out when, like, is it going to just fall apart? Is it going <laughs> to blow up? What's going to happen? And it's done both. So, you know, it died for a minute and then it exploded again. And then all of a sudden everybody hit me up and were like, Hey, did you see the, uh, the board, a board, a yacht club? Did you see the, the crypto punks? Blah, blah, blah. We need to make this right now. And I'm like, why do I need you though? Um, but, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, no, I, I fully plan to get in, to get into it. I've just been uh, busy doing other things because it's such an explorative process that, <laughs> but I, I've seen many friends doing very well with it. So I need to quit bullshitting and, and get down soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was trying to decide too, does it have to be animated? Does it, can it be static? Hey. But now they've proven that static is fine, right? Like where for a while, everyone was like, no, it has to be animated, you know, but even most of the animation was super rudimentary, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, there's a 360 turn. Oh, snap. That's crazy. You know, or whatever. And, um, but yeah, no, no, I'm, uh, definitely going to be getting into that space sooner than later. Cool. That was a great question. Thanks, Proc. Does anybody <laughs> have, oh, Gabe put a question in the chat. Who's one of your favorite indige indigenous figures? Indigenous figures as in an artist or um, historical? Leaders. That's what he wrote. Leaders. So a, a figure. Yeah, like a historical person. Oh, man. There's a lot. Um, I would say, uh, Tecumseh, um, uh, he was, he tried to bring all tribes together, um, as you know, not necessarily as one, but to unify and mm -hmm. which, uh, obviously the government fought against greatly to stop. Um, and then, I mean, sitting, sitting bull was, a, a you know, definitely a strong guy. Um, uh, crazy horse, chief Joseph, um so many um uh, have any of you guys seen res uh, reservation dogs recently? yes so good <laughs> so, so good. um I, I actually did a cartoon with some of those guys uh the 1491s back in the day called ingenuity and um so i i didn't animate it but i did uh, all the designs and but so it's it's a trip to watch like uh a few of those guys are homies and like to see them on tv like that it's just insane um and it's awesome to see that sort of representation and i was like dude i've already watched it through like six times you know <laughs> like over and over and over but it's just the comedy is hilarious um but yeah uh so yeah those are a few of the um of the folks also um also a major shout out to uh to dennis banks um and well, and russell means and uh the means brothers um but so i actually knew dennis banks um back in the day and so fun funny story Actually, I have a few funny stories. Um, also, Floyd uh, Red Pro Westerman. Um, recently, a uh, you know a couple of my my kids have been asking me some stuff about them because I used to drum with a, uh, a a native drum out here, Southern style, and um, but so we would get into all types of weird different situations and stuff and um but so we built a drum with Dennis Banks, right? So our family drum we built with him, and my brother actually did 
a report about it for high school, right? His like senior project or whatever was making a drum with, with Dennis Banks. That's amazing. His teacher gave him an F and said, there's no way you know Dennis Banks. You know? And I'm like, yo, literally he stayed at our house. What are you talking about? You know? And, and, but so yeah, I was like shook that they, that they had said that to him. Um, but yeah, so I feel super blessed that, that we got to spend time with those guys. Um, and uh, my parents were, were, have always been real involved with, um, you know, uh, rights and, and protesting and things like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those are a few. That's great. Jesse, you are such a delight. And it's funny, last time we saw each other was at a private party at the Latin Grammys. This is a much tamer situation, <laughs> but I've right? enjoyed it just as much. What I love about Jesse and his story is he has found great success just by being himself by leaning into his intuition, by telling his story on his terms, and by letting his unique creative language loose on the world. I mean, honestly, in a culture where people tend to covet and then copy what they think the recipe for popularity is, Jesse never set out to do anything other than honor his own creative soul. And I love that. And I love that he also found a way to honor his ancestry and heritage through visual storytelling in a way that not only celebrates centuries-old tradition, but brings it in front of a community and a world that may not have been exposed to it in any other way. If we all take one thing, and there's a lot to take away from this chat today, but if we take one thing away from Jesse outside of his joyous personality, it should be this. Your talent and your voice are already inside of you. You don't need to be like anyone else. That's your superpower. There is no other you out there. There is no other creative spirit like your own. So own it. Work on it daily. Listen to your gut. Don't change to meet what you think are the demands of the world around you. Instead, work on your craft make it better, get inspired, work hard to make your work count. And most importantly, stay true to you. Thanks for listening to another podcast episode. This is season two of the Yes Pal podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. Next week, I'm really excited to bring you an all new episode with one of my best friends, who works in the creative and education space. I can't wait for you to meet her and hear her incredible story and learn all about her amazing life. Until then, have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning back in for a whole new season of the Yes Pile podcast. If today was at all inspiring or helpful for you, please let me know. I'm reading your feedback on Instagram, so follow us along at the Yes Pile podcast or email me directly anytime. Connect at tessawolf.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.